And so it begins. Welcome to the 2022 NHL silly season. <laughs> Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, Sammy McKee, and Josh Santos on tech. In another edition of Real Kipper and Born, the morning edition, we'll be doing this uh, to get you through free agency, the draft, or should I say the draft first, because that's coming up later on this week, Thursday, Friday, and then unrestricted free agency. So we're going to stick around for a while longer before we say see ya Two to weeks. the summer months, which has never been shorter, might I add. No. JB, uh, Sammy... Hi, Kipper. How you doing? Everyone have a good weekend. Sammy, you doing good? Yeah, I uh, kind of feeling like Curtis McDermott after he fell with the cup this morning. I'm uh, got a you know <laughs> had a big weekend. <laughs> and, and what an embarrassing way, video! By the way, the 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 damage that I'm hearing on the cup takes us back to why they put chaperones around it to begin really? with, and that's my team '94. No chaperones to follow the cup. It was just us in the cup. We were the last team to do it. And wow, uh, they were so pissed at us. The league was so pissed at us, including the keeper of the cup in Montreal, who's uh, you know a hundred year old guy who's been working on the cup forever. They were so upset with us that uh, the rules changed. And now I'm here, and uh, you know the cup's in rough shape <laughs> to the it, point. Kipper- to the point where the boys wanted to take it to Vegas. Colorado wanted to take the cup to Vegas for a little, uh, you know, a couple days, a party yeah. there. Yeah. got canceled because the, the cup I heard was really? in, in rough shape. Yeah. It, okay. Kipper, you, you guys never should have hung the ba- hung the cup like a, a heavy bag for Mike Tyson just to beat it up. Like, I mean, my <laughs> God, the abuse you guys put it through in, in 94. But, man, if they're, if they're no keeping video. up with that. And, and JB, no video. No like every, like the the video that's out there, like I don't know what I watched the, uh, yesterday was. Were they doing push-ups with the thing in some alley? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So, listen, I I kind of you know I was thinking about this, and this is maybe more a commentary on the world we live in. But it sucks for these guys. Like it sucks for Curtis McDermott that that video is out there. Sucks. Like, I couldn't agree more. You know, like it just and like here. I might just be saying this because he's from Sauble Beach, Ontario, my neck of the woods, good old sound boy, uh, played for the attack. But, like, listen, how many dudes before videos happened did that happen to? A million. People have fallen with the cup. <laughs> Guys are hammered. And this guy now has to have that video of him yes. after the parade, probably drank 48 Bud Lights, shots, <laughs> and he's trying to lift the cup in a right. club and someone takes a video of him and he has to live with that forever. I feel nah. for the guy. Nah. And you, Go ahead, Kip. Yeah, I was just going to say, another thing, too, is we hockey players, we have a reputation for be, being able to hold our liquor and hold a stamp. Oh, okay? come on. Come on. Come uh, on. The, the, the reality not... is he knows cameras are out there, Sammy. Like, we live in an era that's I like know, that. Yeah, that sucks. But it exists. So maybe don't have 48 Bud Lights. Uh, yes. I was once well. told by the captain of my college hockey team, you can't be running with the big dogs at night and then wake it up and be pissing with the puppies in the morning. <laughs> you know, you either, you, it's, you know, if you want to act like a Come big on. dog, be a big dog. Come on. <laughs> JB's 100% right. Do not, do not look 
that sloppy with Lord Stanley. <laughs> he was gone. He that gone. Curtis was gone. 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 Uh, uh, Tons. Good video. Tons of information. Yeah. We're going to try to jam pack it wherever you're listening. Sportsnet 590, The Fan, uh, or our podcast. Uh, make sure you subscribe for the next couple of weeks on iTunes, Spotify, uh, because we're going to be going through not only uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs, which uh, obviously is a focus on, uh, on, a, on a Leaf podcast, uh, but uh, around the league. And uh, we've got Elliot Friedman. Of course, if there's anyone that has... Uh, uh, his ear to the ground here uh, on NHL News. It's Elliot, so he's going to be joining us in about 15, 20 minutes, or should I say his, his ear to a, a cell phone. I'm not sure. I'm going to ask Elliot, is this is this like the most fun time of the year, or is this your worst nightmare now? Because I would imagine that uh, like there, there's... How do we, how did we first of all, get him for like 10 minutes or 15 without... Uh, or will he be on his cell phone while he does our interview? I mean, It'll be the I Kyle Dubas double phone clip. He'll be taking calls on one side <laughs> yeah. and feeding yeah. us info and, out the other. And according to you know the Jeff Merrick Show listeners and Thirty Two uh, Thoughts, he'll also be eating, cutting the grass, uh, drinking. Uh, a, <laughs> we'll take a what we can get it this bottle. time of year. We'll right? take it. So we'll, we'll, we'll take whatever we can, and uh, and we'll get into a, a ton of it. Uh, you want to touch on the Ryan McDonough trade before we get into anything Monster. else? That seems that seems to be uh, uh, certainly a, a, a major uh, a transaction uh, in the last 24, 48 hours uh, of, of the NHL. And this is just the, the cost of doing business, the cost of winning two cups and the cost of uh, losing in the final that – Somebody has to go. You want to sign Nick Paul? You want to take another run at Palat? It comes at a price, and this one was Ryan McDonough. JB, your thoughts? Well, my, my thoughts are uh, that you might have something to say off an Alan Walsh tweet from yesterday where he says, uh, all NHL players and Lightning fans, this is the result of the betrayal of Bob Goodnow and the NHLPA during Gary's 0405 lockout. Does that mean anything for you? Well, I don't. I mean, we could sit here all day and rehash that whole thing. And yes, this is the price that you pay. And uh, at, at least with Tampa Bay fans, they got two Stanley Cups and a Stanley yeah. Cup final. Uh, How do you do that? T- How do you tell Ryan McDonough this though, right? Kipper? After all he gave, go to uh, go to the Leafs, for instance, where they've experienced nothing but first round disappointments, as Sammy has alluded to a million times on this show and then still watch the casualties um, and, and, and watch your roster uh, dismantle. So yeah. I, I got, uh, I got no issues with Tampa Bay fans losing Ryan McDonough. Uh, at least they got their, their, their taste of uh, success. Hey, eh, Sammy. Yeah. And listen, I know that Ryan McDonough still has a lot to give in terms of, um, in terms of skill and playing in the NHL. But it just feels like Tampa just gets bailed out whenever they need it, ever. You know, like it's – they'll anybody – yes, sure, Julian, we will take your contract that you are desperate to get rid of. It always nah, – no, like, no, they no, must no, have, no. Na- Hold on, hold on. Nashville uh, must have really, really coveted McDonough because they just, you know, they just bailed out Tampa big time, who are now able to sign Nick Paul, probably going to sign Palat, and have a little bit of money to try to replace McDonough. Like it's just – Tampa I, I, Bay I has a way of getting bailed out. 
Yeah, no, I disagree. Okay. I, n- okay. No, they see value in McDonough. No one, no one would put. No one's doing anybody any favors in this league, Sammy. No one's doing Tampa Bay any favors. They think that they see value in, in McDonough, and I, I don't. I, I think his his best years are behind him. I did not like this move at all for for Nashville. I don't think. This gets David Poyle and Nashville any closer to a Stanley Cup. That's that's me personally, uh, but they think differently. Uh, but I, I don't see it in Nashville. Do you? No, I I don't either. I I just feel like at some point you owe some measure of loyalty. Like I know everyone's praising, oh Tampa Bay cutthroat, willing to do it. You know they're still in their cup window and all that. Like Ryan McDonough's. You know, the, the pour your heart out, block shots, do whatever it takes guy. He's only making six, seven, five. Well worth the money um, over the course of his career. Hey, Kipper, over this time in Tampa Bay, he's been a remarkably good defenseman. But, but, but he's he also got kids that are five and three. His family lives there. He's got, he's got a no trade clause. And, he, and we're here. You can't approach anyone about no trade clauses here. First of all, like... I I I loved him in Tampa Bay, and he was he was awesome. But he's thirty three years old with four more years at six seven, and he is a diminishing asset. Yeah. So that to me uh, does not speak well uh, for, for for Nashville. I'm I'm sorry, and and you got to be to go get Ryan McDonough. You need. Sorry, you need to be uh, convinced. That you're winning a cup with Matt Duchesne and Ryan Johansson. I know. Are, are you there, JB? Not a chance, Kip. Not, 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 not a chance. NFC. Play not this clip back if we're wrong. There, I Nashville, that core is not good enough. They're not good enough. So you mentioned so. the no trade. He had a no trade clause. McDonough. I, yeah. Kids, cups, no trade clause. And they're yeah. just like, bye. I'll 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 tell you how uh, ugly this, and this is to Alan Walsh's point. How ugly uh, this salary cap is in this world of reality for these guys is that you give your heart and soul to Tampa Bay, and they have to move you even with a no trade clause. So the way it was described to me was, we've got a couple of teams uh, that uh, that are interested in you. And I, I, I don't think he was thrilled about going to Nashville uh, at this point, uh, probably because of the things that we discussed, how really close are they. Right. Um, and he had some control with the no 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 trade, but the no trade isn't a no move. And apparently that uh, mm-hmm. if, he, if he didn't agree to be traded, he was going to be waived. And Tampa had a commitment from Columbus to claim him. Is what I wow, wow, what? And now it's you want to go to Columbus or you want to go to Nashville? Wow, yeah, that's 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 the way the business works now. Even with a two-time Stanley Cup champion like Ryan McDonough, who's earned a ton of respect, that's the way the world works now in the National Hockey League. Wow, that's yeah, that is pretty brutal. Um, you know, I I read a little bit on this trade and his agent Ben Henkinson saying that you know when initially told head was spinning. You know, do you try to force your way to stay? 
you have a no trade clause, you try to do it, but that's, you know, when you mentioned Kipper, like they got the guillotine hanging over your neck one way or the other. So you wonder then, like, how does his relationship, how is it affected with Tampa Bay? Like, is he, does he hate Julian Breezebois now? Is he miserable? No, no, come on. Like, hey, listen, if someone hangs a, a ton of money, he's got four more years at six, seven, you've won your cups. Just, you know what? Thanks. It's been a great ride. I get it. It's business. It's that's, yeah. that's the way it should be. JB. If you're, if you're Ryan McDonough and you're sour at Tampa Bay, I, I think you've missed the boat. I think Ryan's smart enough to understand that. I really do. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard, I think. So I 100% agree it's, with you, and, and I think that this is how – that's how players have to view it with that level of understanding. Unfortunately, you know, not there's a lot of ego out there, and not everyone does. A lot of people get, you know, really hurt feelings. Like, how do you do that to me? You know, I'm, I'm Ryan McDonough. I won Stanley Cups. How do you do it to me? It's good for him for – being cool about it and I heard his public interview very saying all the night right things about Nashville so wow good 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 move for Tampa Bay obviously good for McDonough for taking it in stride heavy stuff and this really sets yeah. up for more responsibility for Sergeyev and I thought he was terrific uh excellent down the stretch of of going to the next level so this moves Sergeyev right into McDonough's spot um and uh We'll see what happens. They they still have to shed some more. Now I've I've heard, uh, and we'll ask Elliot when he comes up. But uh, the thought is that, that Tampa still needs to shed more. Uh, the name Kalorn is out there, but there's some that believe he's safe and they like Kalorn. Uh, they like but zero goals over four rounds. Yeah, there's there's <laughs> there's some thoughts that uh, someone still has to pay a price there uh, to move forward. Uh, Philip Myers is now a member of Tampa Bay, and uh, I, I think the the word was that they were going to work with them, but uh, they may try to unload that. But there's a connection with the Leafs with Philip Myers, right? Didn't he was yeah. he assigned to the Marlies? Yeah, they had him at the deadline for I think to help their AHL team yeah. or something. I don't exactly know. But there was there was weird. some talks as we get into the Leafs a little bit. There was some talk that uh, uh, Kyle had some interest in in, in Myers as well. So. Before we'll we do Leafs, Kipper, uh, the yeah. Paul deal, let's just tie that in as well. So they got that space, and they tied. They got Nick Paul seven years at $3.15 million per. What were your thoughts on yeah. that? Well, my thoughts is he's a, he's a hell of a player. He's not he's not Philip Deneau, but, you know, he's he moved a lot closer to that type of position, that type of shutdown guy, the type of guy that can – create uh, with his size and his his speed and uh I, I thought it was a huge home run for tampa bay to get this guy uh, a little over three million dollars on a seven year deal I, I i i think you win with that type of guy that's yeah. it like he's just a winner and he proved that and he played hurt and uh, he came close to being a Stanley Cup champion himself. And I, I, I just, awesome. uh, I think, I think Julian really knows what he's doing in Tampa Bay. That's what I think. Love that contract. It kind of reminded me of, uh, was it Garth Snow that did the Islanders deals where it was like Franz Nielsen played in the AHL, but then got a four-year deal for like 550 grand a year. Andrew McDonald got a four-year deal for 550 grand a year. Like dirt cheap long-term. 
those contracts were absolute steals for the Islanders, and I can't help but see some of that reflected here. I don't know how I feel about Paul's agent here. You know, like if Paul has three more years at the guy he's been, you can't tell me he's not up for, I don't know, what's Ilya Mikheyev going to get? What did Blake Coleman get? Like, I don't know. It feels like the potential for Paul know. to have left a yeah. lot of money on the table here. But 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 we are talking about Tampa Bay uh, with the taxes, uh, no right. state tax, and, and cheaper cost of living. And the feeling is his 3.15 is like... 4.15 in Toronto or New York or anywhere else. It is. It's that much. It's a million dollars. Also, coming from Ottawa, he must be like, this is a real NHL team. I'll do anything to stay here. <laughs> this is invaluable to me. How about the decision to tell Ottawa, go stuff it with your $2.6 million offer <laughs> for three yeah. years or four years, right? Yeah. And then yeah, man. he was... The threat was, uh, we're going to trade you. And he's like, yeah, okay. Good. You trade him to Tampa Bay, where he's like so close to a Stanley Cup. And he ends up with a, a seven-year deal at uh, well over uh, 20, $21 million, million, right? $22 yeah. million. It's like, oh, boy, you really showed me, <laughs> Ottawa. <laughs> Sorry, Sammy. No, I, I thought my mic was off. I didn't mean to clear my throat while you guys were talking there. Um, it's a long time, seven. Seven years is a long time. Uh, he's a young guy, I guess. Was he 26, 27? Like, he's not as old as yeah. I thought he was. But I, I love Nick Paul. You guys know my thoughts on Nick Paul. Um, but I think this is a way to keep the AAV down and just spread it out. Like, this is what they're in the business of doing. They need to have, good, like, their whole identity outside. They have great guys in their top six, but the whole way they've won cups in the last two years and been to the finals, they've had a good bottom six. And this is a guy that just fits that mold for them. The exact sort of bottom six guy that can just gritty, can score a big goal, knows how to play hard in the playoffs. It's a good signing for Tampa. Very Tampa signing. I think we went on on Thursday before we left. We said he was going to sign in Tampa for like $3 million. Didn't we? I, I think like we said something like that. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. All day long. Uh, do you it just guys seems like get it was into... kind of inevitable. Well, we get into Mikheyev here. Uh, Elliot yep. uh, reporting that uh, the Leafs sure. were willing to trade their uh, uh, his rights uh, to start uh, um, some dialogue on early uh, negotiations, if that's the case. I mean, okay, this is not a surprise on, on guys that you can't sign. Uh, we go back to Hyman. I think the, the Leafs turned down a six rounder maybe to Edmonton last year if I'm not mistaken and uh he ends up signing there anyways yeah I don't know the the exact details of that but I do remember it was like setting a bad precedent if they had agreed to that what what, do you think they should have taken that (laughs) I don't know I mean six rounder for or nothing yeah I like the six rounder yeah, but there was something like they were asking for a third or a fourth or something like that and weren't going to get it, and so they didn't want to break, and they'd already broken on so many things. And I remember it trying to be like a dig-in thing, but yeah, I'm with you. It makes more sense to have assets than not. So yeah, I guess you take so, what you get from Mikheyev. So what is Mikheyev going to get on the open market? Uh, would you trade – would you rather have Nick Paul or Mikheyev? Oh, Nick Paul. Oh, my God. Yeah, Nick, Nick Paul, for sure. <laughs> right? Am but, I wrong? Not but, even a but conversation. But is there, is, is there a chance McKayev could end up with $4 million? 
compared oh, to yes. Nick Paul's 3.15? Yes. There's a chance he could get four and a half to five, couldn't he? Wow. I mean, wow. Kipper, I, I could be wrong here, but the guy was on pace for 30 goals. He's 27 years old. He's six foot three or four. He skates like the wind. Like, there's enough there for a team to go, yeah, he's for no asset cost. Here's our money. Uh, what I read today, Anaheim in the mix there, the potential for Anaheim to trade for the rights and, and add Mikheyev. Sure. I don't know. Go Anaheim. Anaheim. <laughs> I just, uh, where is, okay, if we're going to go Anaheim like and Mikheyev, like where are you with, with uh, where are you, Pat Verbeek, in terms of your expectations in the next two or three years? Because I'm not sure what Mikheyev does for you if you're – out there thinking that you may want to shop uh, your goaltender, uh, Gibson. I don't know. Like, like are the you Ducks, How long have the Ducks stunk out loud for now? How many years have the Ducks been no of no I, consequence? Three, like it, four? Yeah. Are, so are they ready to turn it around here? It's got to be soon, doesn't it? You're only allowed to bottom out for so long before it's like, okay. All right. So if we're going to stay on the Leafs and we're going to join, we're going to be joined by Elliot Friedman, uh, one of hockey's best uh, insiders on Hockey Night in Canada. Thirty-two thoughts. Uh, we'll get his thoughts on on the Jack Campbell. But uh, if we uh, if we go into uh, uh, the Leafs, and is Elliot here? Can did he did he did he put down his cell phone long enough to talk to us? Is that him chewing? <laughs> I didn't know if that was a rhetorical question. <laughs> okay, before we get into anything, Elliot, is this is this the best time of the year for you or the absolute worst? I've worked with you long enough to understand how it works, okay? We beat the crap out of each other and uh, uh, and uh, working with each other to, to get to trade deadline. And then once trade deadline's over, we take a, a big pause and we get to relax and then you turn into a an analyst breaking down plays and then the stanley cups presented and then you're right back in the trenches again yeah you know it, it does feel that there's uh there, there's no rest for the wicked that that's for sure but you know actually i don't know about you nick like you said you've done this a long time i think this time of year is even crazier than the trade deadline at the trade deadline, you're just focusing on trades. At this time of year, it's trades. It's who's going where in the draft. It's coaching searches. It's other personnel moves. Plus, it's free agency. Like mm. I, I think this year is a to- this time of year is a total loony bin. And 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 I think you hear more stuff that you have trouble figuring out how true it is than at any other point in the year. You can tell me if you think I'm wrong. No, you're not wrong, and, and even worse is that, and we know we've seen this game, and I'm not sure how much you know people really understand that they'll they'll just tell you stuff just to throw it out there to get a reaction, and they use you, they use us as yeah. a, as a vehicle to gauge interest on on certain things, and you know sometimes we we bite, and sometimes we go, I'm not saying that you're on your own on that one. Go tell somebody else. Go tell I had one of those yesterday where I was saying, uh, I'm not I'm not going with this one. It just sounds yeah. too crazy to, to believe it's actually true. Yeah. Well, 
Fridge, we'll try to keep you uh, keep it dialed in because I know, as you mentioned, it's all over the map, all the different things that are happening around the league. We'll, we'll try to keep it to Toronto, at least at the start here. I wanted to get your thoughts on uh, the Leafs, their goaltending situation, uh, and if you've heard anything on, on Jack Campbell and where they're at with him. You know, Justin, I, I have just heard that uh, I I don't know what happened here. And someday we'll kind of get a better idea of uh, what occurred. Now, with the caveat that this is not over yet, that we still have nine days until the date of free agency, it's just been really, really slow on the Jack Campbell front. You know that there are negotiations that are going to be slow played. But I think that if you take a look at it, Philip Forsberg in Nashville, it seems like it's grinding its way towards a result. Chris Letang and Pittsburgh, it seems like it's grinding its way towards a result. Now, Malkin's one with Pittsburgh still has not gotten uh, close as far as, at least as of the weekend. But this Campbell one, it just it hasn't seemed like it's moved very far. No, and, Elliot, it, yeah. it, it hasn't. This is, again, from what I'm gathering, and I don't yeah. you know. You, please, please feel free to, to tell us what you think or what you know. But as far as Campbell's concerned, and you mentioned those other names, there are indications that numbers have been exchanged and offers have been made. To yeah. my understanding, there has yet to be an offer from the Toronto Maple Leafs to Jack Campbell. Not even an offer. Have there been talks? Has there been dialogue? Yes. <laughs> Have the Leafs made him an offer? To my knowledge, as of right now, as we speak, not one offer. I find that really strange on a guy that you counted on all season long and pumped up his tires to do this to him. It's, it's, it's like the one thing I always believe is that Nick, it's, it's like dating, right? It's, 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 he said, she said, and then what's in the middle. And look, the least made him an offer a long time ago. I agree with you. I've got no evidence that there's been anything recent, and I'm trying to figure out what's going on here. I think they've I, soured I'm, on him. I think they, they, they're, they're moving on. That's what I think. I think, it's, I think it's very possible because I think there's definitely interest out there. Um, I've heard New Jersey. I've heard Edmonton. I, you know, Edmonton knows by now. I mean, they haven't announced anything yet, but I think we all believe Mike Smith is not playing next year. Whether he's retired or he's on LTIR, he's not playing next year. And that's the team that I'm focusing on. I think that's the team. But New Jersey's going to be there too. Uh, it, it is, Nick, the one thing I, I never like to make absolute statements because you never know what could happen in nine days, but it sure is trending that way. Uh I had heard he came so close to, to quitting and just shutting down with the injuries. Um, and I heard the same thing he's done in Edmonton. Whether or not he takes the money or just retires again is debatable. Uh, but, you know, and then I'll let JB, I'll let you jump in here. But you know what the crazy part about this is? Is that the two teams that have the what we believe and, and Vegas believes have the best odds to win the Stanley Cup next year out of Canada toronto and edmonton they have no goalies <laughs> the, the leading contenders out of canada to win the stanley cup have no goalies today 
Is that important? <laughs> think that's an important position? <laughs> Billy Huso's stock price just skyrocketing as days go by the summer here. It's like hammer flurry, it feels like. Um, you know, Kip, sorry, Fridge, the, uh, the, dead, the draft every year, it's like big deals are supposed to happen. We hear all season long they could trade this guy, but they're going to wait till the draft to see if they could get more. And then, I don't know, there's not usually a ton of action at the draft either. Do you think the Leafs are going to do anything more profound? Like, I know we're waiting on a Sandine contract. We're not mm-hmm. sure about Jake Muzzin in the wake of the McDonough thing. Do you feel like there's uh, that they'll actually do something more aggressive, or is it just tinkering ahead? No, I, I think they're considering some things. Um, I think Dubas is trying to keep a, a lid on it. Um, but I think, like, the Sandine situation... Nobody will tell me exactly what they think the outcome is going to be here, but there's no doubt in my mind, Justin, that Toronto is in a situation here that they did not expect they would be in. I I think they felt that they would be able to get Sandin signed and they would tell him, you know, if he plays well enough, there's going to be a spot for him. But I think Sandin is resisting that right now. I think he's taking a look at what's going on in the blue line and he's saying, there's not really a spot for me here. And, or at least he doesn't think whether he's right or wrong about this. uh, He doesn't feel that it's set up for him to have a fair shot at his strong side on the roster. And I I think Toronto has tried to convince him otherwise. um, And I think he's just at this point in time, he's not convinced. And I don't know if that means they're going to trade him. I don't think that's the preferred outcome here. But I think at the very least what it's done is it's made them think, are we going to have to do something here that we didn't initially think we were going to have to do? So I, I do think that's a possibility. And, you know, I, like I said, I think Dubas tries to keep some, his thoughts quiet. But I do believe they've considered what if we've got to make a bigger move here and what is that going to be? Look, like, if they don't sign, let's just assume Campbell's gone here as it appears appears to be trading in that direction. Well, then you've got to go out and you've got to get Flurry or you've got to get Huso or you've got to get Kemper, okay? What if you don't get any of those guys? Then what are we looking at? And I think, so what I think Dubas has said is the number one thing we have to figure out is where we're going with our goaltending here. That's number one, and everything else is second there. Well, just to stay on the goaltending side, uh, the the number that you hear out of Kemper out of Colorado is, well, you didn't just get run over or anything, did you? No, no, I didn't. So I'm good, thank you. (laughs) Elliot, the number I hear out of Colorado for Kemper could start at uh, $6.5 million. I, I'm not sure if Colorado will do that. Like, remember what happened with them in Grubauer, right? Like, I, I don't know if I see them paying $6.5 for a goalie. I think well, if I, he's staying in Colorado, he's staying for but, less than that. But more importantly, can you see Kemper asking for $6.5 million? Like, Seattle gave Grubauer 6 and he didn't win a cup, and I yep. won one. Like, if you're the agent, why would you settle for, for under Grubauer? No, I, I agree with you, Nick. And the, but the other question I have here is, where does does Kemper want to do this? You know, you look at where he's played, Nick. Does he want to come? 
Would he want to do that? That's yeah. that's one of my biggest questions. Yeah. Would he want to take a million less or a million and a half less to try to win another cup with Kale McCarr? Yeah. And, and you're probably and you're probably happy there. Yeah. Yeah, it's a nice, nice city and win, winning helps. Yeah. Most, most guys <laughs> take the money. Elliot, uh, are we going to start hearing more Claude Giroux and the Leafs? Because they've got this thing over the last few years where they love their veterans. They love, uh, you know, the Joe Thornton, uh, Patrick Marlowe, Jason Spezza. Why am I hearing Claude Giroux and the Leafs? Well, I, I, I wrote I wrote it yesterday just as and I think the way I phrase it is kind of like a wild out of nowhere prediction. Um, I, I I wouldn't be surprised if he hits the market. I wouldn't be surprised, Nick, if they called him and just said, you know, what would it take? I, I, I you know, look, he's he's building a, a home in Ottawa. Uh, he made it very clear last year at the deadline that he'd prefer to stay in the East. I think you hit on something there. He fits the profile of what they like to do, and he's still a pretty good player. I, I, I don't know if they could – like, to me, if they're doing that, they're making a big move somewhere else because they, they need room to do it. But I think they'll call him. I do. I hear, I hear JB giggling in the background going, oh, no. Well, no, God, no, I mean, no. wait, they're going to get a – Older veteran guy who wasn't hasn't won a Stanley Cup and put him on the in the bottom six. Like it's, it hasn't it's worked. Consistent. That guy, it's, that guy's not playing in the bottom six. It, I don't know if that's is that worse then. Oh no, that's Joe bad? Thornton. That's no, I think he, that's Joe Thornton we're describing. I think he's a great hockey player, but I don't think this model we're discussing here has had success. Elliot, I'm not challenging whether they're going to do it or not or would want to. Yeah. I'm sure they do. I challenge whether it's a good idea or not. That's all. You, now, um, now I, I, will, I will say this. I think Giroux at this point in his career is a very different player than what Thornton was at that point in his career. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, Thornton was at 41 and, when he came across he, or whatever. And he ain't making a million or a million and a half, correct? No, million? that's that's the thing. Like, it's – that that to me I, – I, I, I think they'll call him, but the only way that's going to work is if somebody's going. Yeah, I guess just like a, a dish first power play guy who's not naturally inclined to uh, – Anyhow, I, I this has all been fascinating. That's all. All right. Uh, <laughs> I, have, I have one more little, question. Go ahead. We, we, we got a little bit more time here. I, I want to go Kadri with you. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. number I hear, is, it starts at eight, and it could go as yeah. high as $10 million. Uh, the teams that I'm hearing out there, two teams that could stroke that check right now, uh-huh. are Seattle and the Boston Bruins. I, I think Seattle for sure will be in on him. I, I do think Seattle's going to go. Seattle, to me, is going to be an aggressive team. They didn't make the Fiala deal because they don't have the prospect base to trade a top prospect in a first-rounder. And I understood that from their point of view. But I think if Goudreau hits the market, I think if Kadri hits the market, I think if Klingberg hits the market, like those are the kinds of players they're going to be at. I agree with you. Boston, for me, is really interesting because – Anything they do, uh, they have to get past. They have to know what Pasternak's up to, because if you're paying Kadri ten, Nick, what are you going to have to play Pasternak? Yeah, I, I, right there, right yeah. there. So, I, I think for me, I could see Boston being in on Kadri for sure. 
the issue I have is they have to know with Pasternak before that. I but hear Seattle, that. I agree with you. And yeah. I'll tell you something else. I, I think, Kadri, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, uh, I would be very curious to see if, like, there's going to be a team that's going to come out of there that we're not seeing right now that's going to be on Kadri. I know which one it is. And, uh, I know. Washington? I know which one it is. No. Washington? I, I'm going to, I'm going to, you're going to be shocked. Okay. <laughs> Arizona. What? I mean, I'm telling you, I, I'm hearing Arizona wants a run at Kadri because well, because because they are are desperate to show a fan base that uh, mm-hmm. just because they're going into this building doesn't mean uh, uh, we're not serious. Wow, that would be that would be something. I, I I would I would be very curious if Washington doesn't think Backstrom's going to play ever again. I wonder yeah. if they take a look at it. Hundred percent, they will for Some great sure. Teams and Arizona. Uh, sure. uh, one more for me, Kipper. Do you before uh, I tap? No, just out on Kadri. Uh, on okay. Kadri, uh, I, I think uh, Calgary's on speed dial on Kadri as well, just to to replace uh, Johnny Hockey if he bails. Well, the one thing about that too, Nick, is that don't forget that Kadri has already turned down a trade to Calgary. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I've look, I, I have looked into that one because it makes sense, but it, I don't know how they feel. I don't know how they feel about it because he turned down a trade there once. Kadri's uh, poised to make some money wherever it is in all these places. I, I just wanted to get in there, Elliot, to ask before the, the draft comes this weekend. Nice to have you on and, and get to throw some, some of these questions at you. Your thoughts on if any picks will get traded. You mentioned in your 32 thoughts that New Jersey's number two overall might be in play. That's a pretty big deal if that's available. I I am, I am don't know. Like It's been 21 years since the second overall pick got dealt. That was in the Yashin deal. I don't know if we're going to see that, but I think, I think Philly, I'm very curious to see if they will offer the fifth or have already for Debrinket. I do think that's a possibility. Um, Ottawa's seventh, I think, is a possibility. I do think they're, uh, I think Arizona, which is picking 327 and 31, is going to try to move up to get a second pick high. Those are the teams I'm kind of focusing on. The, the Brinkett thing is going to be a big one this week. I, as I wrote yesterday, I never thought I would see him get traded. Now I'm, I'm almost going to be surprised if he isn't. I heard it starts with two first rounders and an A prospect, which is essentially Kevin like Durant? three, three first rounders. I think you're right, Nick. I I think like don't forget, Philly's got the fifth overall pick. They got the first rounder they got for Giroux. I, you know, I I think they could could potentially include both. I think the question there would be the prospect. So. Pat Kane watches it once with Panarin and again with yeah. Debrinket. How fast does he say, I want out too? I, I think if they do trade Debrinket this week, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how Kane and Tays react. Oh, well, okay, Elliot, we got to let you go, bud. So, um, you know, go back to watching the traffic or whatever <laughs> was going on there. Well, you know Just what? This, this made the we drive home. This 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 made the drive home more interesting. I have to say that, like it was we, maybe we, interesting we for the other drivers too. We need you more <laughs> than ever this week, Elliot. Okay, stay on your Thanks, phone. Rich. Stay ready, Elliot. I will. Everybody.
Hockey Night in Canada, 32 thoughts. Thanks for joining us. I think I thought he was driving a, the streetcar. It never fails with him, eh? You just can't do an interview and sit still. <laughs> he was good. He was he was good Thanks except for the one minor traffic infraction he caused. Yes. Yeah, that's great. And you know he's oblivious to like uh, a 12-car a pileup he just left behind him. <laughs> right? He's got that grin on his face, and he's just and he's, and he's completely chaos behind him, and he has no There's idea. He's just a smoking 18-wheeler in the ditch behind him, and he's just plowing on. Uh, All right, well, let's, let's go to break here. We still got plenty to chew on, including what's happening in Pittsburgh with Malkin and Latang. The coaching carousel, and and I want to get your thoughts on this. And we'll tee up a little bit of what our thoughts are on the NHL draft coming up and why I think it's just a complete waste of money. That and more <laughs> after the break. Real Kipper and Bourne. Everything you need to know about the Blue Jays. Blair and Barker. Be sure to subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Plenty more to cram in in our morning edition of the Real Kipper and Born Show, including this uh, coaching carousel. So let me get this straight. Uh, once upon a time, Tortorella gets fired um, and... Elaine Vigneault replaces him. And then just recently, Elaine Vigneault got fired in uh, Philly and Tortorella replaces him. (laughs) (laughs) You don't see the humor in that at all? Yeah, I do. It it is the humor is that no one knows what they're doing. They're like, I don't know, this guy, maybe this guy. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, the... The torts to Philly thing is this maybe the strangest hire to me of the coaches that have been hired. And there's been some recently, right? Derek Lalonde in uh, Detroit? Who yes. else? Been, we, there's been another one. Got it in my Bonus. Last At least Lalonde's Bonus. fresh and new. Yep. I mean, you know, he gets an opportunity. Uh, Iserman's worked with him before. Uh, that one, at least there's a new a new flavor added here. Yeah, no, I agree. It's, you know, that's almost the funny thing about the Tortorella Vigno thing is that everyone's afraid to take a chance and try someone new. So, yeah, Lalonde hasn't had his turn as a head coach in the league. Let's see what he can do. I like that hire. How sour are you if you're Bob Bugner now, uh, just recently fired by San Jose? Like, like, okay, now? Really? Yeah, like after nine coaching jobs have been filled, I'm fired? Well, what took you so long? I don't know if you've noticed, but we haven't been playing in months. That's really yeah. weird. Like, that one's a strange one. Well, and like and it, I get the idea that a new manager is going to want to hire their own guy. But, you know, Elliot wrote about it in 32 Thoughts uh, and, and briefly mentioned something went squirrely during exit meetings, too. So I don't know if maybe something fell apart in a conversation. They just said to hell with this guy or something. But it doesn't sound like it was a, you yeah. know, a long, thoughtful process. It sounds like something happened to me. Joe Will is the interim general manager. They had a list. I I heard like, oh my gosh, like fifty names, something ridiculous. And they've yeah. been going through this process. And there's some believe that Joe Will would end up getting that job. There's Ray Whitney, of course. He they could hire Ray Whitney. Um, but 
the suggestion is it's like kind of those yeah i'll just have you and even though you have no experience all but joe will seems to be like the guy there the guy it's like succession in some of these places like what he just happens to have the owner's ear or something they like him i don't really you know i also read that they had tried they want someone you know with experience within the organization a san jose shark a former player something to that effect yeah but i, I don't think that matters either what matters is how hard you're going to work, right? How how committed are you? I mean, some of these guys, I'm not sure. What do you in think of bonus? What do you think of bonus in, in Winnipeg and Listen, Montgomery and in, in Boston? People close to bonus in Dallas uh, at Christmas were saying he's done. It's over. It he's he's tired. Family from here on in. All of that. And then we heard the same thing with Paul Maurice in Winnipeg. Tired. It's not my focus right now. Boom. New jobs. It's it's Mm. incredible. I think it must be just like there's so few of these jobs and you work so hard throughout your career to earn them. And when you finally get them, like, how do you not do it? Like, I I thought bonus was up for an assistant coaching job, but. And I I think it just speaks to the the, the present and and the. and the stress factor at that moment that once you're removed and once you're out of that spotlight, then, then you can reflect and go, Oh, I, lo- I love this. I miss it. You know, but at that moment, it's just, right. It's just, I, again, I think it just speaks to how stressful that, uh, that situation is or that moment is. I'm surprised. Right? I'm surprised our boy talk hasn't landed somewhere. I thought there. Were, I saw a report. I think Kevin Weeks was talking about him as a potential in in, in uh, Winnipeg, which I thought would yeah. be a good fit. Here's the I, difference, you know, I, though. Here, here's a big difference there, Sam. Go ahead. Is that, yeah. that you? You probably could get Rick Bonus to uh, uh, coach the team for a million and a half, maybe two yeah. at the most, but you don't have to go three. And Tockett is not going to Winnipeg unless there's a three in it. I also, yes, and this yeah. is just my own opinion, I feel like Talk's next spot has to be a good hockey team because he he put in this time in Arizona where you never had a chance to win. And no disrespect to Winnipeg, but I don't think they're on the upswing. I don't think that's ridiculous to say. Oh, JB, what do you think Winnipeg's going to look like in two years? Right, Kipper, I Not know. Pretty. So, no, no. That, every, every, like, I'm hearing guys want out. They want out. So, so this is a defining job for someone. Like if talk goes in there and all of a sudden they stink for a couple of years, he's been in Arizona and Winnipeg and, and they're no good. Like I think so, talk has to go somewhere where they got a chance. So when you think that you're looking at a complete facelift in two years, then Rick bonus is the perfect guy. Or if you think it's going to be like that in two years, don't you start now? Dubois wants out in two years. Okay. Uh, you know, like Shifley's yeah. not getting younger. Wheeler's got that big Wheeler's deal. Like... on his way out, or they're trying to get uh, either trying to get Wheeler out, whatever the case is. You know, he won't be around. It's gonna be a very different looking team. Like, All right, this is the kind of week it's there. gonna be. We're gonna tee up names, and we're not gonna get to them, and then we're gonna have to come back tomorrow morning <laughs> and do the whole thing over again and go. Oh, I mentioned Malkin, but we didn't get to Malkin, so we'll do it tomorrow, and that's what I'm doing. Yeah, also Brock Besser, three years, uh, $20 million. 
Yes. Is he still getting traded? What's up with him? Yada, yada, yada. Yeah, it doesn't sound like it. Doesn't no. sound like it. All right, our, our thanks to Elliot Friedman. We're back tomorrow, Real Kipper and Bourne. Thanks for joining us.